You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Me and DJ are back with another episode. Schedule release, everyone's favorite time of year, probably the the worst week of the year on Twitter. Um, yesterday was one of the worst days of Twitter ever. Uh, everyone went from, you know, optimistic playoffs to the Jets are never going to win a game to now meeting somewhere in the middle. Um, schedule is out, obviously, um, as much as we can joke that it doesn't matter. It does matter when you play people, what road trips you have, when you're playing what quarterbacks and things like that. So we're going to break that down, um, get into a little bit of week one and some of the division games and kind of where the Jets can take advantage of some soft spots and some, um, you know, some, some of the tougher patches. What was your, uh, what was your overall reaction when um, the schedule came out? Well, um, honestly, just looking at their first 10 games, if the Jets want the NFL world to know that they're here and the offseason hype isn't just fluff, this is the opportunity. You open up with the Ravens, you got the Broncos, you got the Bengals, Steelers, Dolphins, Packers, uh, Patriots, Bills, you know what I'm saying? Browns, like that is your opening uh, slate. So again, if you want people to take you, start taking you serious, start winning some of these games, you know? Um, going two and seven out the gate is not acceptable, career point blank. You know, I'm not saying start six and three. I'm not saying start seven and two. What I'm saying is four and five, Five and four, maybe three and, three and six is kind of pushing it because you kind of take yourself out of the um, playoff race. Because, again, like, if you want to be in the hunt, because the goal is to be in the hunt and play meaningful games in December. Starting three and six does not get you closer to that, <laughs> if I'm being honest, uh, out the gate. Because, you know, the first nine games are, are rough and you have your bye in week 10. So, again, if you want people to start taking the Jets serious, they got to start winning some of these games. I, I don't care how tough the schedule looks. I don't care that you're playing Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, possibly Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson, you know, Green, um, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. I don't care. Win some of those games. It doesn't matter at this point, the whole, you know, we're trying to be patient, grow slowly. You've been patient for about a decade now. You got one win in seasons, 2011. If you want to get closer to that, you need to start competing and beating some of these elite top tier teams because that's what you're facing to an open up the year elite top tier teams that are going to be contending Ravens are going to be contending for the Super Bowl the the uh, 
who the Bengals is going to try to contend for Super Bowl, the Packers, the Bills, the Broncos. Like these teams think they're play um, Super Bowl contenders. Dolphins are going to contend. They want to contend for the playoffs. You know, the Patriots. They're not going to just. We might be down on them, but they're just not going to roll over and say, "All right, it is what it is." We lost Josh McDaniels. Our offense is going to stink. We lost J.C. Jackson. Our defense. They're still going to be the Patriots in some capacity. Could they have Bill Belichick orchestrating them? So I understand the first nine games before the bye is tough, but I don't care. You can't start two and seven. You can't start one and eight. You need to be around four and five, five and four. If you want people to take you serious, if all this off-season hype and buzz is worthy. So that's my opening statement. And that's how I feel about what I saw from the schedule released yesterday. Yeah, I think, look, at the end of the day, um, NFL games are hard. Every week is difficult. And like, whether you're a good team or a bad team, every single team looks at the schedule and you got it. Like, it's so cliche, but you have to go one and one and oh. And uh, Leger put it out yesterday. It's like, how, what's the vibes right now? I was like, survive in advance. And like, I genuinely mean that. Like, worry about week one and being the Ravens, who, yes, the Ravens are a very good team. They have a brand new scheme. They have a million guys coming back from injury. We First of all, we have no idea what either roster is really going to look like on week one because last year the Ravens lost about 700 people, you know, in the first, you know, four days of camp. So, you know, you, know, you have no idea, right? And um, the Jets are at home. They're playing on 9-11. There's – you know, the crowd's going to be wild. Um, you know, it's the first, I think, one of the first times people are genuinely excited and want to get to a Jets game. And, um, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. But um, at the end of the day, like, they're not playing all these, like, as much as, you know, they look at these elite quarterbacks. Yes, Lamar is an elite quarterback, and we'll see what happens coming off, obviously, a down year in 2021 for a myriad of reasons, obviously COVID like 400 times and the ankle and all these different things. Um, but again, the Ravens are a team that's, adding a lot of new pieces. So are the Jets. Like, week one's a crapshoot anyway, so you have really no idea what's going to happen. Uh, week two in Cleveland, there's a chance you're not you're playing Jacoby Brissett. That's not some elite quarterback. It's an excuse that you can go get walked over by. They have Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett in week four. They beat Joe Burrow last year, and the Bengals' offensive line, while it's improved, um, is unproven, and the Jets' defensive line can still wreak havoc. Like, you, it's an early test for all these things, but at the same time, like the Jets did play up to their competition last year at a bunch. The Tampa Bay game obviously comes to mind, but they beat Cincinnati, they beat Tennessee. Um, you know, there's they played well as well as you probably could have against the Bills. And as much at the end of the year, we can talk about all we want. Like at least they played up to their competition more so. So the problem was the teams that were like semi beatable. The Jets got had a had a rough time <laughs> with to say the least. But look, the the early part of the schedule, you have a chance to beat Miami and New England and especially at home where, I mean, like, or not at home, but like, I'm sorry, New England at home, that game's pretty much a must-win game, not just because it's New England and you need to at some point beat them, but also it's one of the easier games in the first nine weeks. So um, I think the Jets' bye is good where it is. It'll give them a chance. Get to the bye with four wins. That's I, I will continue to say that. If you can get to the bye with four wins, while it is difficult, um, you would give yourself a real chance to be playing quote unquote meaningful games in December. You're going eight and eight to the Miami game week 18. That's kind of the dream scenario right now, realistically, without trying to be, Oh yeah, they're at 10 wins or, or they're at five, like they're five wins going a week, uh, you know, week 18. That's a problem. Um, but you know, so we'll, we'll get into, let's get into week one real quick. Um, we'll obviously preview it much more as we get closer, but is this, I'll, I'll phrase it to you this way and then I'll kind of, hit on it is it a winnable game um and 
what's one thing you're really interested to see in that game? Um, you know, what's or one matchup you kind of caught your eye already, uh, just kind of shortly looking into it? Oh, uh, I mean, it's winnable. I mean, but every game is winnable. It's the NFL. Like, any given Sunday, the Jets almost beat the Bucks. you know, if, if not for a failed fourth down conversion and a horror angle took on a cover two whole shot from Elijah Riley from Tom Brady to his receiver, I mean, Jets would have beat, you know, a Super Bowl contender. So it's winnable. The question, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy, though. Um, what I want to, I mean, that game for me is just going to be like, can the Jets score a lot of points? Because the Ravens offensively, under Lamar, since, you know, he's been a starter, like they put up points in that first game. You're going to need to put up 30 if you want to beat them. I mean, granted, you know, different roster, different scenario, but at the end of the day, they still have Lamar. They still have Mark Andrews. They're still going to have a good running game. You know, I was watching the film on them last night, and, like, you know, the initial thought on Twitter was just stop the run. Man, that's a lot easier than that sounds. Like, the Ravens, they use so much misdirection when they're running their zone read options and the inside zones and the outside zones to either get their running backs on the perimeter or get Lamar on the perimeter. Then they hit you with the play action. Like, you know, people just say, oh, make Lamar pass, and then you'll be just fine. You got to realize, like, Lamar, until he got hurt, was on pace for 4,400 yards passing and 1,100 yards rushing. Like, Lamar was going bonkers until he got hurt. And, um, like, he was on pace for that with the game he missed because he was sick. So imagine if you would play that game. He might have been on pace for, like, 4,600 yards. Like, Lamar was playing very good football until he got hurt. I know some people mentioned, like, some of the numbers, like, like, some of those numbers are really skewed by the one game he came back when he threw four picks against the the, the Browns on uh, Sunday Night Football. Um, but outside of that, like, he was being extremely efficient with the football, especially when, you know, the receiving court isn't that great. But I, I always thought the receiving court thing is kind of overblown. It's more their past concepts from Greg Roman is what kind of holds their passing attack back because, again, like, all of it's so much based around Heavy 12, heavy 22, heavy 21, and basically, you know, playing out of that. And that's why teams in the postseason are able to game plan for it and come up with schemes to stop it. So, you know, that's just something I thought. I think, like, they're going to have to score points that week. Like, like I'm not talking about, like, get to 21. Like, they might have to get a 30. And their defense, I think the secondary is going to be one of the best in football. Like, you're going to have Marcus Peters. You're going to have Bar <laughs> Humphreys. You're going to have... Kyle Hamilton, you're gonna have uh, you know Marcus Williams. You know that that, that week is so funny because like two two of the more um, talk actually three of the more talked about players on Jets Twitter was Marcus Williams, you know, obviously Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, and Tyler Lindbaum, and, and the Ravens have all three of those guys. So it's gonna be interesting to to see how that how that week goes. Um, but I mean, you know, just make Lamar pass sounds good, but you know, Lamar has shown that he can cut you up through the air. I mean, <laughs> you're going to score points in that game, bro. Like, like I, I, you know, I, I'm a big Lamar fan, big, big Lamar fan. But, you know, like, I, I'm not marking that as an L yet. It's too early. Like, I got to see the, I got to see Zach in training camp. I got to see the defense training camp. Like, I'm not marking anything win or a loss. Yeah, like, nobody even put on pads yet. So, like, you know, that's why I haven't given any predictions because it's kind of, pointless at this point you know nobody's seen even a practice yet yeah I think look the game is very winnable if we're going to be honest like if you're going to catch the Ravens yes as much as Lamar's incredible week one 
week one is the biggest crapshoot of all. Like, literally no one has any idea what's going on. Some teams are, you know, still in that malaise of kind of preseason training camp. They're not feeling, you know, pieces aren't fit together yet. New staffs, new new players, a million different things. The Jets are at home. They're not on the road. Um, I've been to multiple Jets games in Baltimore. It's not fun, and it's been very ugly. Um, so getting them at home is huge. It's open season opener, the home opener, young team. I do think you can kind of catch, you know, it could go one of two ways. I, I said this yesterday on Badlands, like you might get the kind of obviously worst cases. You get the first half of Carolina, similar performance where everything is kind of, you're kind of all over the place shook. And then the second half, you start to look good and you kind of, you can't have that. You obviously have to play a full game against the Ravens, but the Jets did, you know, they played really well against good teams at home last year. And you, you know, early on with the crowd, you have to hope a young team can kind of feed off that. And, you know, you have to, you know, hope Zach comes out and plays well. The matchup for me is Zach, um, is this Jets offensive line versus the Ravens defensive line. Um, if the Jets offensive line, as we've talked about, and we will talk about a million more times, is as good as they want to be, that's the way they'll win this game is they'll dictate the line of scrimmage and they'll be able to, you know, run the heck out of the ball and they'll be able to kind of take as many snaps away from Lamar as possible and give themselves a chance, give Zach easy throws and play action and screen passes, all those different things. It's going to be the key for a million games, but this is a game specifically where like, if you can control the time of possession you don't turn the ball over, you run, you know, you can run the ball and, and limit the Ravens, make them play from behind. Again, very difficult to do, but, it's not that Lamar can't come back and he can obviously throw the heck out of the ball as well. But when you don't have, you don't have the Ravens, you know, rushing the ball 60 times down your throat, you're usually in a much better situation. So again, um, it's a winnable game. It's very difficult. It's probably one of the three hardest games on their schedule, in my opinion, or four hardest games other than, you know, the bills, obviously uh, green Bay and Denver, but um, one of the hardest home games, probably their second hardest home game is Baltimore. So, might as well get out of the way early and try to try to upset them and you know change the momentum a little bit. Let's just talk quickly a little bit about the the four AFC North games in a row. Um, I personally thought it was a little weird. Usually, I, I don't remember ever seeing that where you play the same team. You play all four all of your interconference um, division games in in a row. That was a little weird. Um, look, the AFC North is not. This is not the AFC North of the. 2000, like nine, 2010, where you have the Steelers that are like this incredible Super Bowl, in my opinion, right now, at least until I see some of the quarterback play. It depends on what happens in Cleveland. It depends what happens in Cleveland. If Watson is fully Deshaun Watson and the Steelers can get at least average or above average quarterback play, yes, the AFC North is incredible. But until like I see someone in Pittsburgh playing quarterback that's not going to throw the ball three yards per attempt, like I'm that, that team is not Big Ben in his prime with Palomalu and all these guys and Lev and AB. A- um, that game is probably one of the more winnable ones. Yes, the Ravens game is, is going to be very difficult again. Cleveland, if Deshaun Watson's playing, that game is going to be very, very difficult. Deshaun is the lead night on the field, obviously. There's very few quarterbacks that are better. Um, and if we see the Bengals of 2021, it's a gauntlet of the first four games. My point's more so just to say, like, it's not really acceptable for them to go 0-4 and, and think, like, that's that's fine. Oh, we, like, you know, it's a hard division. Like, you should try to go in the expectation. The goal should be, as hard as it is, to try to split. If you can try to split the first four in any way, shape, or form, um, that's a huge win for them, and it puts them in a good position to get to, you know, where I think everyone would like to see them at eight, nine wins. Uh, if they start 1-3 and three or 0-4, and 
again, they'll probably be underdogs in all four games, rightfully so. But I just don't think you can sit there and say like, oh, whatever, it's their hard games. Like they can't win these. Like you can't have that mindset. They've spent way too much money. They had way too much draft capital. They have, they've been bad for too long to sit there and just kind of throw in the towel on those. So I, I fully expect that they should be able to win it one or two of those games. They, I just. Which games do you think they'll win? I think they'll win. I think they can win one of the first two. No, but no, 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 no. Which one do you think they will? They will. I think they, I think they will beat Pittsburgh. Uh, personally, I think they get them early in the year. Heinz, like the one thing the Jets are very lucky, in my opinion, as much as the schedule is difficult, they have Green Bay, Denver, and Pittsburgh all early in the year. Places where when it gets cold and that those, that crowd gets, you get that four o'clock game in Denver in week 15, 16, that place is impossible to play in. Um, the only place, the only big time environment I think they go to later in the year, other than Buffalo, obviously, um, you know, where it's going to suck is, is in Seattle, as much as Seattle's not good, you know, that place is obviously a zoo. So um, they do get, they do get very lucky though, in terms of, they get Green Bay a week after <laughs> they go to London and then they chose not to have their bye week. They have a noon start in Green Bay. Um, like how, how does that like? Yeah, no, I'm just saying like if anything, it's not snowy weather in Green Bay with Rodgers, you know, kind of just flicking his wrist and getting again, like again, like that know. game's impossible anyways. But, but bottom line, I think they beat Pittsburgh and I think um, they have to try to they can try to steal one of the other ones. But um, I think Pittsburgh's well, the most winnable. Can, which one do you think they can steal? Probably the Bengals at home just because, like, it's – they're trying to, like, do a lot of stuff, I feel like, similar to what the Bengals did with surrounding all this different talent. And um, I have no idea what the Bengals' offensive line is going to look like. Like, I just – it might be really good, and it might have been really improved, but it might not be still. And you have to hope what you did last year where you can score some points on the defense and, and hope you get after Joe Burrow a little bit and give yourself a chance. Um so I would say Bengals probably the most the one they could steal the most, and the Pittsburgh game is probably the closest in talent level of any of those four games. What about you? Um, Much more pessimistic, I'm going to assume than what I just said. Uh, not not necessarily. I you know I just I think when a lot of schedules come out, we just look at okay, is my do I think my quarterback is better than their quarterback, and then we pick games based off of that. When in reality, like I think from my perspective, the only time like quarterback play truly makes the difference is if that guy is a superstar. Or your your quarterback is a superstar, or the quarterback you're facing is a superstar, or your quarterback is a bum, or the quarterback on the other side is a bum. If it's comparable, then I look at the rosters. So that's kind of how that's kind of how I am looking optimistic than you, um, just a little bit in terms of probably the the Bengals game. But what what's kind of like is there some games in there you think they could steal, or is it like it's just going to be tough based on the AFC North being you know what the AFC North is. Yeah, I think a lot of times when people look at schedule, they look at, okay, is my quarterback better than, than their quarterback? And in reality, like, the only time quarterback really moves the needle for me is if you're playing a superstar caliber quarterback or if you're playing a significantly lower level quarterback. Because if it's comparable, like, we're talking about, like, the 22nd quarterback versus, like, the 18th best quarterback, like, it comes down to the rosters. Um, it comes down to where they're playing at like there's, there's more variables that go into it so um i think for me um you know those first four games again like you made a great, really good point like J- jacoby might be playing in that second game the jets will have the better quarterback in my opinion you know but again like it won't be like substantially better because again that's going to be like week two and we'll still you know unless the jets upset the ravens in week one you know 
Zach's the only one be Zach's 14 start, and unless he goes does something crazy that completely changes, significantly alters the narrative. It won't completely change, but completely alters it. Then like we're still gonna, it's still gonna be comparable in some aspect. But I still think Zach will be better. But then like then at that point, I look at the rosters. Okay, um, you know, O line versus the Jets O line versus their D line, the um, Jets D line versus their O line, corners versus their receivers, and Jets receiver versus their cornerback. You know, I look at a lot of things that would be able to tilt uh, how the game is won a lot. You know, I mean, who can run the that game probably be like a heavy, like who can run the who can run the ball better? Because if you got Jacoby on the center for the Browns, they're gonna give Nick Chubb and Kareem Hump 20 carries a piece. So again, you know, it'll come down to like, you know, that'll become like the old school physical football. But I mean for overall though, like a lot of points that you made, I do for the most part um agree that they should find a way to go two and two. Like one and three and oh and four is unacceptable. Um so I think uh Everything that you said made sense. Everything you said made sense. All the games are winnable. Um, the Bengals game, they could for sure win. They, they, they proved it last year with Mike White. They can win that game. Um, the Steelers game is for sure winnable because even though like the Jets roster across the board might be a little bit better than, than the Steelers, if you're just being honest. Like I think Yeah, they just have big – they have big names, but, like, if the Jets have invested all this money, and, yes, TJ Watt's amazing, but, like – I'm sorry, like it's not yeah, it's one guy. They have a lot of starts. They have Minka, they have and they have TJ Watt and Cam Hayward, and then on offense, like I mean, Najee, but like running backs in today's NFL, like I don't feel like if they if the, you had Najee and you had next to him Patrick Mahomes, you're going, shit, we gotta stop Najee because yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah, take yeah. it away. But I'm sorry, I'm just not at the point, and this is like a huge pain point for me, but like you cannot go into a game and go. Mitch Trubisky, I'm scared of Mitch Trubisky. I'm scared of Kenny Pickett. Like, if we're at that point, we're in. There's a lot of trouble. Like, that's there's way worse concerns. Um, yes, when you go in to play Joe Burrow Lamar, like, no shit, you're yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah, stop yeah. them. But uh, I'm sorry, like the Bengals have a damn good running back in Joe Mixon. And last year, the Jets said we're gonna take, we're gonna get after Burrow, and we're gonna take Joe Mixon away. And they did a good job. I mean, they still got 30 points, but like Mike White also threw multiple interceptions that got, you know, so like yeah. it's whatever. My point's just to say like that game, I'm sorry, but like if you go in there and Mitch throws for 450 on you, like there's, pro <laughs> there's probably something else wrong that like yeah. needs to get cleaned up where you've had a million injuries and you're just not very good. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right for sure. What's the one game in the first nine weeks? And then we'll kind of just do some division games because obviously the so and we'll talk to the soft part at the end. What's one of the games the in the first nine? What's the game you're looking forward to most on outside of the Dolphins game? Obviously, that's the game I hate. That's the game I hate the most. I, yeah, like people think like I enjoy watching the Dolphins play the Jets. Like that's just miserable. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like because you're trying to do your job, but then your emotions in the moment sometimes. You, you can feel the emotions in you, you know, like, and you're trying to suppress it. Each snap, each drive, each throw, each rush, everything. You're trying to suppress it the whole time. It's, it's miserable. Like, my homeboy Cam, uh, Cameron Wolf, he used to call it the Dolphins, but he's an Eagles fan. So when the Dolphins played the Eagles in 2019 with Fitzpatrick, went absolutely bonkers. And you're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. 
Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lipson Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipson Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. They 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 won that game. He said it was miserable. It was absolutely like terrible to have to like cover a team that's playing your team. You'll cover that game when your team's in it. You know, you have to be quote unquote objective, which is, you know, like that part's easy. It's the controlling the emotion part that I just absolutely, you know, I just hate, I, I hate that part. I, I hate to have to do that. You know, like I like to be, uh, let my emotions run wild while I'm watching the game, but I can't cause you know, I got a job to do. But um, in the first nine, uh, I think the game, you said that intrigues me the most. Yeah, like you're looking forward to most, like want to watch, like. Uh, oh, oh man. Oh. So probably it's a tie between the Ravens and the Broncos. I wonder, man. I want to see that new, that new Broncos look, man. I want to see what that looks like. In all honesty, um, the game I'm another game I'm not looking forward to is the Packers game because like Lambo's ass. <laughs> if I'm just being like all the way 100, like Lambo, that city sucks. Like, I get it. The stadium looks nice, and it has a whole bunch of historical context, and, like, you get to watch Aaron Rodgers. Bro, that city is boring. That town is boring as shit, bro. Like, like the most fun part about that city is probably a gas station. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, fam? Like, I don't want to go to that game. I'm going to go because, you know, it's my job, but, like, I don't want to go to watch, you know, go to actual Lambo. Like, if they were coming to New York, great. But Lambo, bro, like, we had to go there for the joint practices. Like, after, like, Two days of that, bro. I want to go home. You know, I, I can't keep eating, uh, um, you know, cheese heads and, you know, just, just paying for overpaid steak and going down to a bar that's just musty, you know? <laughs> so those are a few games that, uh, that's, that's, that's that, those, the Dolphins and Packers game, but the two games, I'm like, eh. But the Ravens, because, you know, I love watching Lamar and Russ. I love watching Lamar. I love, I love watching Russ cook. Like, those are going to be two fun games to watch. And, again, like, those are good measuring sticks. Again, like, obviously, Packers games are a good measuring stick, too. But Broncos, Ravens, those are really two good measuring sticks to see what the, where the Jets are. So Yeah, see, like, the Broncos, for me, is the game I am least excited about. And it's just because there's no good memories of the Jets in Denver in my entire life. Um, I, I just – it's like every time they go there, they – they cannot score any points. And it's um, in large parts because they've had a lot of bad teams go to Denver um, that don't have good offensive talent. But um, 
Although at the same time, like I would love, it would be fun for me to see the Jets do something in Denver. Um, it's their only four o'clock game of the year. So that's, that's, I guess, intriguing as well. Just a little bit of a change up. Games that stand out the most. I think the Pats game is the most important game in the first nine weeks. Um, it's the barometer to me to say like they're, they're not, they're obviously probably one of the, they're not anywhere near the best team they play, but is they own the, they have, they literally own the Jets more than any team I've ever seen. And what do you, what, ex- what, what, what do you, what do you think about that matchup? What, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a lot of mental, I think it's a lot of mental stuff. Um, I, I think, actually don't think it's that mental. I think that's mental for the fans. Most of the players that have suffered at the hands of the Patriots are, are not there anymore. Not there anymore. So I think it's more like mental for the fans, but like, um, I just hope it's not mental for Zach. That's the one player that like it can't be mental for, because yeah. like that's a good point. He's had some bad experiences. I guess the yeah, he's got hurt, and he although he actually wasn't playing terribly uh, the first quarter of the second game. I, I mean, they weren't going to win that game, but like yeah. I don't know. I Connor said it the other day, and I still you got to think about like that coaching staff's got to be fired up uh, for that game as well. Like Bill, I and I don't blame Bill for it because. I would do, I probably would do the same. He ran the score up. They, I mean, they were throwing play action bombs up 50. Um, oh, yeah. Like they, if I'm Salah, like that, I know he's never going to admit it and he's as mild manner as it gets publicly, but that would, that would have to sit with me and be like, dude, <laughs> that Bro, was, that was I crazy. Remember how he came into the press conference. Like he was, he was cussing. Like he was, he was hot. He was hot. <laughs> he, was, he was like I've never like I remember me and Kaz like we were sitting next to each other, um, and like because Kaz always has a thing that like because like since the Jets have been bad for so long, well like like it is past decade like each coach that comes in thinks they're the guy that can change it and then they you know go through a lot of the things that make you know coaching the Jets difficult at times like from ownership sometimes you know bad GMing and then actually like, the actual schedule and things like that and you realize yo shit this is a big challenge you know and Cos was like that was a game where Robert Sala realized what he was up against because like obviously you have all the optimism and yada 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 but when Bill dropped 54 on him bro when I like like he was just short answers he looked darker than usual he was cursing I was like damn Sala yeah damn. it's it's funny like that, that's where the infamous like if I have to like motivate you as a grown man to play this game I, I can't help you and I think well, we'll talk about this in another episode, um, but just like Salah's intent on calling people men and like not referring to them as like assets, I think is something that you'll see more and more is people want to play for him because like, at least from what you see is like, there's a respect of like you're a human being and not just a pawn in a game to make me more okay. money. Um, again, it, it's, it's a little thing, but it's something that definitely stood out a lot. He did an interview with PFT the other day and I was like, he's intentionally going young men, men not players or not whatever um the Patriots you know they the Jets haven't beat them in since that Fitzpatrick walk-off game the Jets haven't swept New England since 2000 or 2000 or 2004 uh, and I think it's 2000 and like you just you gotta at some point beat them um, the other game I'm looking forward to I am looking forward to Green Bay from this aspect like that'll be we'll be five weeks in Zach will, you'll kind of have a good feel for where Zach's season's going, at least in some sense. Like if he starts off the way he started the first five last year, like it doesn't really matter how he's finishing. It's like, it's going to be a pretty big, you're going to have a negative view towards it. Rodgers is idle. He, you know, he, he did like that fun preseason game that now obviously meant nothing. Um, but, you know, everyone's got all excited about it. Rodgers was a big fan of his and stuff. That'll be a test for him of like, 
okay, you're five weeks in now, hard place to go play. You're playing against your idol. Are you going to step up and like kind of go toe to toe with him? Or is it going to be like, I'm going to try to do too much and show me that like, I still don't, I'm still trying to do like trying to be a hero and like, it doesn't go well. I just want to see him like, you know, he played well against Brady last year and that was cool, but they lost the game and whatever. Let's, I want to see him go toe to toe with somebody that is like, you know, an idol for him and see how he reacts. Like, can you, it's not a preseason game. It doesn't, it's not training camp. Like marbles on the line, like Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Are you going to like, are they going to show up and compete or are they going to get walked over and it's going to be, you know, 44 to 15 and Michael Carter has you no know, leading yards with 26. Like that stuff can't happen. Um, just cause it's the NFL. Like you shouldn't be getting walked over by anybody anymore. Let's move to the division games. We talked about the Patriots a little bit, but the division games are obviously going to make or break their season as well. As much as the start is, they have not won a division game in like a billion years. Not really. It's been at least two years. And then the year before that, they beat the Dolphins once on like a fluky pass interference call. They, on a game-winning field goal, they beat the Bills with Matt Barkley. It's been a while. Um, What's like the – what are the, I guess not maybe the games that stand out, but what are like, how do they have to kind of handle the division, right? Like, do they have to get to two wins, three wins? Like what's kind of success look like with the schedule the way it is? That's, that's awesome. Good question. I'm going to say I'll go first. Cause I'll go quickly. It's, I think it's, you gotta get, if you can tr- find a way to get the three wins in the division, that'd be a huge that'd be a step, massive, massive stepping stone for you and saying we can't, we, at that point, you probably got over your demons of the Patriots um, in some sense. You won one or two against Miami, which would be huge for any chance at a playoff, any chance of that seven seed. You probably have to beat Miami at least once, if not twice. Um, or it's an upset of Buffalo that we don't see coming, and that's their big win this year that they, you know, I don't know where the Bills drop one. Um, but if you could split the division, I think that's huge. I think the goal has to be at least two wins um, for me. I think the New England game at home and the Miami game at home have to be not must win, because that's every game should be must win, but like those are probably the two most important games on their schedule. Like beat a division opponent at home <laughs> in your own building and beat teams with similar quarterback play ish to you. That's my thing. Yeah, the I, 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 I think that that Patriots game, that, that Patriots game is a must win. Now I won't say must win, but like, that's a game that you, because like, again, like we just, like if I'm just looking at every team in a division, I think without a doubt, like the Jets, I, like obviously, like I think the 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 Dolphins have a better roster than the Patriots, and I think the Bills have a better uh, roster than the Patriots, and I think the Jets arguably have a better roster than the Patriots, and I think that is a game where you can show that we are taking a step in a division, right? Because like let's say hypothetically, like the two and three, or the two and two, they play Miami, they lose. Like that's not like a terrible situation, like. The Dolphins over under is like nine. Like they're gonna like Vegas expects them to compete for a playoff berth. Um, but the Patriots are in a similar boat. But I think they're regressing. You know, like they they lost their offensive coordinator and they're going like I don't. This hasn't been discussed enough. They're going to replace Josh McDaniels with Matt Patricia or Joe Judge. Like that is not good news. That is not good business. It should have. Not- I'm not even joking. I know there was rumors like Adam Gase and Matt Jones would actually legitimately probably be a good pairing. Yes, as, like, I mean, Joe so Doug, much better. Right? I mean, like, I know we joke about Adam Gase, like, as an OC for Mac Jones, like, I actually think that could have worked pretty well. Joe Judge, like, Jeff Akuda literally said he hates playing Detroit because of Matt Patricia. Like, this is the number four overall pick, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be here." 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, straight no. up. <laughs> straight up, yeah. Like, Matt Patricia is going to be the offensive, possibly offensive coordinator for Mac Jones. Like, how – how? and it's not like they added, like, a, a bona fide number one wide receiver. No, they got worse. I won't say that the skill players got worse, but it's still the same. So, like, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't scare anybody. And then you have the um, rushing attack. I mean, they still have a good running game. I will say that. Hopefully, I mean, we'll see. But then, like, the defense, they lost their number one corner, like – like people underestimate like how good JC Jackson was. That's not all Bill Belichick. That's not, it can't be. Now, I understand like Bill like is a genius, but bro, JC Jackson was like, he was basically the combination of um, digs from the Cowboys and like Ramsey in a sense of like, yeah, I can lock down your number one wide receiver and then I can still take the ball away and, and put points up on the board. Like he was that good for them last year. Um, he's one of the best corners in the league, and they and they lost that. And, and he owned them. owned the Jets like every game. Yeah, he got, yes, yeah, like what, like like Elijah looked good against Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. Um, he had, um, you know, he 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 was able to make plays against the Bills. He scored against the Bills. He didn't score against the, the Colts. The two Patriots games were the only games where Elijah like looked invisible for the most part. Like unless like you know he had that one weird route to um that Zach threw uh that was like for about 20 something yards but like when JC JC didn't call interceptions while guarding Elijah Moore like that was a good learning experience for Elijah you know what I'm saying because like JC Jackson's last four games against the Jets five interceptions what yeah <laughs> he had two against <laughs> he had two against Zach week three uh week two get another one against Mike White in week seven or whatever that was he had one against Sam week 17 the year before and he had one in the ghost game or no that might not have been the ghost game but he had he's had five in his last four games against the jets so and now that's gone like i, yeah. I still think the patriots defense will be Devin mccordy's a year older all right. these guys are older too like i i don't i just i don't know i just again i keep i'm gonna keep saying it and i'll say it probably a thousand more times but like that's a winnable game. You have like I'm sorry, it's just not an excuse anymore. Like it. Yeah, that's a winnable. Tom game. Brady is not the and Mac is a nice football player, and he had a really nice rookie year, and he led them to the playoffs. And there's no shame in that. But like, twelve is not walking through that door. Ty Law is not there. Teddy Bruschi and Richard Seymour and like Willie McGinnis, like these guys are not there anymore. Logan Mank, like. <laughs> I just – I don't think it's acceptable to be like, oh, yeah, it's the Patriots. Like, no, man, like, go compete. Go compete. But like, again, 50 like, I don't think that – yeah, yeah, like, I don't think the Jets are – like, they're, they're – I think they will compete. I think they, they can most definitely win that game because, again, like, you just look at the, the roster, their O-line should be equal or better – like, they should, like, be equal or better than the Patriots' defensive line. The Jets' receivers should be better – should be able to win their matches against the – Jets, I mean, the Patriots defensive backs, um, you know, it's going to come down, can the Jets stop the run and force Mac Jones in third and longs? And if they can do that, they should win that game. Fear point blank. Because I do not like Joe, Doug, Joe Judge to draw up 38, 39, 30 and 10 plays to get Mac Jones first downs. Don't like it. Well, we'll finish with this, and then obviously as things get closer, we'll start to break more of it down. Um, they have a very soft stretch, I would say, between week 12 uh, and week 18. They have the Bills mixed in there, um, and they go to New England. No, they play New England week 10. Um, 
or week 11 right after the bye. Um, so even let's go week 11 through week 18. The Jets have probably six games on paper that you'd say they can win this game. It, you know, it, that it doesn't feel far-fetched. Even like at Minnesota, you're in the dome. It's not like you're playing outside. You have no idea what you're going to get in Minnesota. Some weeks I feel like they, they light it up and they look really good in other weeks. It feels like they don't really show up. Um, I have no idea what to expect from new regime. The Vikings are kind of in between right now. Their defense is not the Vikings defense. So into the title game, um, obviously they're no joke on offense. So um, although Dalvin Cook's always hurt, Thielen's always hurt. So you'd have no idea what you're going to see there. Um, I actually kind of back on that, bro. I actually think that that's why it's imperative for them to get off to a good, to at least a solid start. Because after the bye, you still got to go to New England. You'll go to Minnesota and you got to go to Buffalo. So let's say you come off that, you come off that bye. I mean, you know, you come off that bye and going into New England, you're like three and six. That can easily turn to three and seven. You may beat Chicago, now you're four and seven. Minnesota, that can turn into four and eight. Then Buffalo turned to four and nine. You know right. Then you, yeah. Then it's like you're still. That's why, like, if you could get three or if you get to four wins, yeah. And you could, like, you, there's reasonably there's five games on that, especially yeah. that back half: right. Jacksonville, Detroit, Chicago, right. um, and then you have Miami, New England, and then there's somebody else in there that I'm yeah. missing. So, uh, the Dolphins, obviously, at the end. Um, just get to eight, please. Get to eight and eight for week. Seven or week 18, the Dolphins are maybe nine and seven. It's going to be a tiebreaker for who gets the seven seed. Like that would be that'd be so much fun to to kind of have that Jets Dolphins rivalry mean something, you know, week 18 for one or both teams. Uh, right. But there's that soft stretch. Like the week they have Seattle, oh, Seattle, they have Seattle, Detroit, Chicago, and Jacksonville. Um, probably four teams who are picked to who are realistically going to be predicted to be in the top seven picks, um, you know, in a year from now. So those are games like, man, if you can make those games matter because you get to four wins early on, like we mentioned, um, it, yeah. it would it would set you up in a really nice spot. But it's unfortunate, yes, that the soft part of the schedule is the way it is. But if you look at it the other way, like if you can figure out a way to navigate the beginning, um, you set yourself up for a run there at the end. Whereas, you know, if they get all four soft teams in the beginning and they start 4-0 and then they lose eight, their next eight, like I don't think – I think people be almost more upset. So any final thoughts uh, – before we kind of wrap here and, uh, you know, with the schedule re release, and then obviously we'll get into more, uh, you know, more fun stuff as time goes on here. Um, nah, that's about, that, that, that's all I got. Um, yeah. Like I think the most important thing they cannot start. So I said two and seven is unacceptable because obviously when you come off that bye, you got to be got the Patriots and then you have, yeah, I think you get Chicago. Oh, actually you get, I think you get the bill. Oh, who you get? Let me see. After, yeah. Coming off the bye. You get New England, then you get Chicago, then you get Minnesota, then you get at Buffalo. Like that's that's why we were saying like four and five, five and four, three and six is pushing it, two and seven is unacceptable. And one and eight, well then at that point if you're one and eight, then there's a lot of people that you're questioning. Your questioning is Sala like a good coach. Your questioning is Zach the guy. Like there's a lot that you're questioning at that point, and it'll be fair to question that at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we would have enough of a sample size to then we're like, yeah, are these are the right people in in charge? So. But I don't think they'd be one of eight at that point going into that buy. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I think um, I'm trending towards eight and nine is how I think they're going to finish. But I, I have, I still have to kind of see what's going to happen. I won't make my final prediction, obviously, until we find out who's even playing, <laughs> who's going to be, who's going to be injured. I'm sure someone will figure out a way to kind of damper the mood during camp. But um, I will say this: I, I'm going to say this every single podcast. 
this season comes down to the X factors, whether they go nine and eight or 10 and seven, or whether they go six and 11 or five and 12, it's mostly number two. And can 77 play like the, his talent level? Makai, Makai in that aspect. Like, well, like, just like it makes the offensive line. Player, bro, he could be a really good player. Like, this season's going to come down to. It's going to come down to Zach. Zach can take the next step to where, like, he can win you games, or as a defense, can a defense take that step to where they can win you games? From Makai can be fantastic. Like, like, he's not moving the needle in that sense to where now he, like, you know, like the offensive line is the one winning, winning you games. If that was the case, then the, the Browns would have went to the playoffs last year. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they had a great offensive line. I think RG3 said, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or today, like, can Zach win you three or four games because Zach's the difference maker? And then the rest of the time, the team pick you up. Yep. Um, he said the Jets' expectation should be 10 wins. I'm not sure about that. Do you people not see the game that's being played there? Like, oh, yeah, because then it's going to be the first thing that's going to happen is, oh, wow, Zach Wilson stinks. The Jets right, stink. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, turmoil like in New York. It's already, it's, it's already being set up. Like, you, you can see the game being played. I, I will say the other thing, and we'll talk about more about this, is like how big of a step, you know, how quickly can these rookies come in and be good? Um, and how big of a step is like, is Elijah take that step where both Elijah's were like, they, they're the quote unquote Pro Bowl level talent, you know, does that, we see that in year two, or is it like they take a baby step and, you right. know, they're good, they're good, but like they don't, they're not difference makers in terms right. of like ch- moving the needle. Can you get, you know, what Carl Lawson you get? There's like so many question marks with the Jets, which is why this is going to be such a weird thing. Is like if they come out week one and Carl Lawson looks like training camp Carl Lawson from last year and Elijah Moore looks like week eight through 12 Elijah Moore and Zach looks like the end of the year Zach, like, okay, they could win that game, right? And like now all of a sudden week two looks much more winnable. But if they come out and they look okay and like, you know, and it's going to take 10 weeks to gel, it changes a lot of kind of what we're going to see, I think. How quickly can they gel? They need to get keep people healthy during camp. Um, they did not practice a lot. A lot of these guys did not practice a lot during camp last year. And I think, you know, that is something that I, I'm going to be watching and we're going to talk a lot about is, you know, this offensive line needs to practice together. <laughs> this defense needs to practice together. Zach needs to have reps with Elijah, you know, Garrett and Corey over and over again and build some chemistry. Because I feel like week one cannot be this, oh, you know, we're, we're just here. We're happy to be here. Like it's, you got to be, you know, ready to go. Um, so we'll be back next week. Um, we're going to start kind of bringing some guests on and, um, you know, as the, as the show kind of moves on, you know, get a lot of people from the Jets building in on here and we'll, you know, we'll chop it up, but, um, you know, obviously exciting times schedules out and now everyone kind of knows, uh, you know, who, when we'll be seeing, uh, what teams and what, tri- you know, what trips will be taken.